Welcome. This is Crime Noir, a true crime podcast telling our stories. And I'm your host, Candace, and this is Case 15, The Disappearance of Quiche Jacobs. Welcome back to yet another episode of Crime Noir. We are on Case 15. Um, Just before I get started, I want to do a couple of announcements. Uh, Crime Noir was featured on Blavity. I am so excited to finally be able to say that I interviewed with a news publication regarding the work I do here. And I just want to say I appreciate all my listeners, all my subscribers, anybody that's ever liked, shared, and subscribed to my podcast Um, I feel very valued, and I'm glad that you guys are enjoying my content. I did get a little bit of feedback. Um, Some people want me to do longer episodes, and I will have longer episodes in the future because I do plan on having special guests and stuff like that. But for the meanwhile, I like to keep it short and sweet, and I hope that you can respect that, and thank you for listening. And as always... um, If you have any case suggestions, any opinions you want to get off, anything like that, please feel free to email me. My email is crimenoirthepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet with me at crimexnoir, or you can follow me on Instagram at crimenoirthepodcast. Before I start today's episode, I would just like to give a trigger warning that although today's episode does not feature any explicit language or anything like that, I do discuss possibly violent themes, and so I just want to give you guys a listener discretion before I begin. Quiche Jacobs was a 22-year-old who disappeared on September 26, 2016 from Richmond, Virginia. At the time of her disappearance, she was wearing a pink headscarf, black basketball shorts, and a pink and black Nike sneakers. Her fingernails were painted blue. She's between the height of 5 foot and 5'3". She has brown hair and brown eyes, She has a tattoo with paw prints on her right thigh. She has a tattoo of a flower on her right hand and a leaf on her right foot. She has the name Tony on her left shoulder and a rose on her left arm slash shoulder. Both of her ears are pierced. She was extremely close to her family, particularly her mother and her brother Davion. She was last seen on East Broad Street near Chimborosa Park in Richmond, Virginia on September 26, 2016. Quiche texted her mom saying she was going to be spending the night with her friend and would come home the next day. However, she never returned, and since then, she has not been seen or heard from since. Her cell phone, bank card, email, and social media accounts have not been used since she disappeared. Her family said it's very unlikely of her to leave without warning. On the following day, September 27th, while at work, Tony waited for Quiche to call her to let her know she got home, but she never did. Typically, Quiche would call her around 11, 12 p.m. during her lunch break. She then began calling her daughter, but it went straight to voicemail. Tony then called around to find her. She couldn't find her. She went to her neighbor's house. She looked around the community. There was no signs of her. Then on September 28th, her mother contacted the Richmond Police Department to file a missing persons report. Then the search was really on, but during these beginning searches, Tony was informed that her daughter's friends were with her the night she disappeared, something they lied about previously. 
I can only imagine how frustrating that is when you're trying to find your daughter and the people that were last with her are lying and scheming. Like, that's not cool at all. So I, I can't even imagine how she was feeling during that time. So one of the stories her mother got was that they dropped her off in a place called Churchill to meet a friend, but they did not know who that friend was. Um, also, a friend named Demarcus Hunt indicated that he was the one who drove her to the unknown friend's house. He was under the impression that she was meeting a mutual female friend, and he got the confirmation text from the female friend to drop Kishay off. However, the female friend, when questioned by police, said it was a lie. She never sent that text. So what's going on? After talking to DeMarcus, Tony then drove to the man's house and he offered up several different accounts of what happened the night of September 26th. None of them added up. He did admit to knowing her and seeing her that night, but he claimed that she called for a ride not long after arriving at his house and then left. From there, that's when Tony called the police. She wasn't having it and I don't blame her because y'all gonna tell me what's going on with my child. They were unable to find any signs of her. So she is still out there in the world, y'all. We don't know where she's at, but you know what? I believe we will find her. So because this is a continuing investigation, the police have not released the identities of the female friend and the male friend. And I gather that's because maybe they're gathering evidence or if somebody comes forward, they want to be able to corroborate it. It's not unusual for the police to do this. Sometimes it sucks because maybe if the the public knew, we could help them put pieces together. But sometimes it's best to keep information close to the vest so that a thorough investigation can happen. So knowing that her last um, location was Churchill, police did investigate that area. They did canvas the area. They handed out flyers, but nothing came up still to this day. They did look at her cell phone records, which showed it was off the night of her disappearance. Her bank accounts are untouched. Her email, her Facebook accounts are all inactive. But investigators have not found her cell phone, her ID, her purse, or anything like that. So it's still, someone has it, or she still has it, or something. Her belongings are out there. I know her family is very active on finding her, which I am so happy for. Um, I'm not even friends with them on Facebook, but I see Henderson Long always um, posting about Quiche. If you guys don't know who Henderson Long is, he's like a DC activist and he's very active in missing persons cases. So they are trying to keep her memory alive and bring some justice, find her, bring her home. I know her family raised $3,000 for a reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of anyone involved in her disappearance. There has been numerous sightings or at least reported sightings. Who knows what that can be? People can say they see somebody all the time and that's not necessarily true. But investigators don't necessarily believe that it's her. However, they don't believe she ran away. So what does that tell you? And this is where I get annoyed because people can be such weirdos on the internet. So apparently Quiche's mom has been getting prank calls, fake social media messages, all from people claiming to either be her or know where she is. And let me just say, that's an, a, a low level of evil and people need to get lives. Stop bothering this woman trying to look for her daughter. That's wicked, evil stuff. Don't do that. You got to be unhinged to bother someone who's trying to look for her daughter. And not only that, this wastes time. 
These people are trying to investigate, trying to get closure, trying to bring the daughter home. And weirdos are making up fake stories. Cut it out. It's not cool. And you know what? I also read that people have also lied to store owners in the Richmond area saying Quiche has been found and asking them to remove her flyers from their storefronts. Just evil and idiotic. Cut it out if you're listening. And as if this family has not been through enough, in January 2017, Quiche's brother Davion, sorry if I said his name wrong, was murdered. He was 25 years old at the time, and he was gunned down outside a local Motel 6. The man who shot him, his name is James Henshaw, he was put on trial and found guilty of second-degree murder. Police do not believe his murder is connected to Quiche's disappearance. In 2018, an unidentified source claimed there is a man who has knowledge about the case and Quiche's disappearance. He's currently locked up in prison for a violent crime against another woman. The source said that the prisoner has knowledge about Quiche's whereabouts. However, it is unknown if he has spoken with investigators at this current time. The Richmond Police Department says the case is currently at a standstill. Investigators believe that there are people living in the East End, specifically in the Broad Street Corridor, who have information that could help bring this case to a close. So I'm encouraging anybody that hears this, if you know something about this girl's disappearance, please come forward. Please give her family some closure. So let's just jump into some theories, y'all. So I was doing my research and reading, but the only thing I could think that the police have said was that they believe she met some form of foul play on the night she disappeared. But they have not publicly stated why they think this is. And it's also important to note that there's no indication that Quiche was on drugs or involved in any illegal activity. So it is completely out of the ordinary for this girl who was very close to her mom to just fall off the face of the earth without any help or anything like that. I personally believe she probably met foul play just because it's way out of her character to go without talking to her mother for days or even weeks. And now it's been years. And I just don't believe that she will leave her mom behind without talking to her. Her social media hasn't been active. Her bank account hasn't been active. Her cell phone hasn't been active. I just don't see it being good, unfortunately. I believe the answer lies in whatever quote unquote friend she met with after being dropped off. If they can identify who that is, then maybe they will get further in the investigation. I was browsing Reddit for opinions on what people think may happen, and the majority also seem to think she met foul play. Other people seem to believe she was sex trafficked, and mm, I can't rule that out either, but I'm not sure if that's what happened in this particular situation. But I can't rule it out because it is a growing epidemic in our country that needs to be addressed. Like I said, I personally don't know what happened, but I don't think Quiche would have just got up and left. Someone somewhere knows what happened and they need to come forward and put this to rest. An interesting to note is that one of the last people to see Quiche alive was charged with burning a one-year-old baby. Brandy Watkins burned a one-year-old baby with hot water, allegedly, and he was charged with two felonies. Interesting. And while researching this case, I came across an article on abcnews.go.com and check this y'all. Missing Black Americans are overrepresented in the total number of missing people in the U.S. Despite making up only 13% of the total U.S. population, 
more than 30% of all missing persons were black in 2018, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Only about one-fifth of these cases are covered by the news, according to an analysis published in the Journal of Criminal Law and Criminology. Black families searching for missing relatives say that their missing loved ones are more likely to be labeled as runaways and that they are somehow not worth the focus of the police or the media. As far as the current search for Quiche, her mother is of the belief that she is still alive and she continues to hold out hope that she will return home one day. They are very active on Facebook. They have a Facebook page dedicated dedicated to her disappearance. It's called Help Find Quiche Jacobs. On the anniversary of Quiche's disappearance, her family releases blue balloons as a memorial event. They've also had rallies and throughout her daughter's disappearance, her mom became like an advocate for the community. She partnered with the Richmond Police Department and the city's mayor and she was able to get a missing persons day in April. My final thoughts on today's case is that I hope Quiche is somewhere safe and I hope that one day her mom can get some closure. She's brought home to her. And as always, if you have any information regarding this case, please contact Richmond Police Department at 804-646-5125 or you can contact Crime Stoppers at 1-804-780-1000. Thank you. And let's just jump into noir news this week. I only have one story to give you guys this week, but it's about Amber Geiger being found guilty of murdering Botham Jean in his own home because she thought he was an intruder. And so, bam, that's what she gets because the story made absolutely no sense. I'm so happy that she was found guilty. Her tears on the stand did not move me. I didn't watch it all the way. I just watched the clips um, because... Sometimes I have to like dial back on like what I'm ingesting because it becomes bad for my mental health. I know I just ran it, but you guys can relate. So yeah, she was found guilty. Um, she can be sentenced from anywhere to five years or 99 years. I'm praying she doesn't get five years because that would be kind of like a slap in the face. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm definitely going to up- update her um, sentencing on the next uh, episode. So definitely be stay tuned for that. Um, And that wraps up today's episode, y'all. I appreciate you guys for listening to my podcast, sharing, subscribing, anything. I did want to say that I am doing a giveaway. If you're still listening at this point, because I can see when y'all stop listening, stay tuned for that because I'm definitely going to have clues at the end of my episode about the giveaway. So I look forward to continuing giving you guys content. I'm so hungry to give it to you and I appreciate every single feedback I've got or feedback I've gotten from anybody. So I just want to say shout out to my supporters, my listeners, and let's just keep working together. Let's get these stories out. And thank you. That wraps up today's case.